Welcome to season two of the Fearless Lady Podcast. I am your host, Charlene Light, and this season, I'm taking you on the greatest adventure of my life. I'm moving to Paris. I am a fearless coach and a soul guide here to inspire you as I navigate all things spiritual in the greatest city in the world, Perry. After spending a year tackling my fears at 40, I learned that everything that we truly desire and who we came to be is on the other side of our fear. Life gets to be as fun and miraculous as you dream it to be. So what are you waiting for? Let's begin. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Fearless Lady Podcast. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. It's so funny because I don't really feel like it's a new year. I don't know about you. I feel like the only time I'm really aware that it's a new year is when we talk about last year. (laughs) You know what I mean? So happy new year, whatever that means to you. And um, this episode, it's funny because I had recorded a whole other episode talking about something totally different. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to just share what's on my heart right now because, um, yeah, it's just real and it's vulnerable. And so I want to start off with a question. Where do you get your validation from, right? How do you know when you're valued? For those of you that are mothers, I would assume you get a lot of value from being a mom and feeling needed by somebody other than yourself, right? Maybe you are in a relationship or you're married and you get a lot of value from being in a partnership and from, or maybe you don't, I don't know, or maybe that varies, right? Um, If you are really, really, you know, in a career that you love and it's vibrant or even just you work a lot, right? You probably get a lot of value from being good at what you do or from what you're doing. Okay, so one by one, I'm just going to take away some of that external value. So let's say where you get a lot of value in your partnership and a lot of value in your family and being a mom and work, let's say we take all of that away. Where do you get your value from? Where do you get it from? And what happened when I said it all went away, right? What was the first thought that showed up in your mind? Were you feeling fear? Were you feeling anxious? Were you feeling sad? I'm not at all suggesting in any way that (laughs) you shouldn't feel those things, okay? Um, I'm just playing a little bit with this idea around we, you know, everything is about balance. So if we're only getting our value from something outside of us, whether whether it's a relationship or work or money or whatever it is, then what's going to happen when those external relationships and jobs and money and all of those things, what's going to happen when they go away, right? When the kids grow up and they move out and you're alone and when, you know, the job, you know, you get fired or the person breaks up with you or somebody dies all of a sudden or whatever it is. It's a conditional relationship and your value and your worth gets tied into everything outside of you. You know, obviously it's about balance. Like I said, Um, we don't want to rely completely and solely on these external factors outside of us. We want to cultivate that internal worth, right? And that internal value. We want to know like who we are outside of all that stuff. I think about the journey of an artist, like the Grammys was just on last night and I'm so fascinated apart from being an artist myself. And if you don't know, I spent, you know, 
many years singing and performing through Los Angeles. And then I took the big leap and I moved to New York and just did it full time. And it was like a roller coaster when I was an artist because I literally, all I did was focus on what everybody else was telling me was good. You know, I just was really insecure. And that for me, I had to go on that journey, right? I had to go down that road, that path of just being an artist, just to understand that I was having a conditional relationship and basing my self-worth on what other people were saying was good. I didn't believe enough in myself. And that's what that journey brought out of me eventually, you know, and it, you know, you can listen to the first season of this podcast and even go on my website and learn all about my journey. Um, but the purpose of this whole conversation is what happens and who are you when the phone stops ringing, when the kids grow up and move out, when you are out of a job, when the business is slow, when nobody's calling, when everybody else is busy and you are by yourself alone. Who are you? Right? Who are you? Where do you, how do you fill yourself up in that space? I definitely, and we all get this opportunity, but I definitely got the opportunity to practice my ability to detach from the external reality in terms of developing my self-confidence and my value um, outside of what the external was showing me. And I got to practice through my work. And it's so interesting because, you know, as I mentioned, I was an artist and that's really where I first learned that my relationship to myself and what I valued or what I felt valued was conditional. And then I became a yoga teacher. And of course, everything has revolved around, you know, you don't have to be an artist. You can be a business um, owner. You can be an entrepreneur. You can be a writer, a dancer, anybody that's putting themselves out there um, and trying to carve your own path. That's when we learn the most about ourselves, right? And we learn where we're holding limitation on where we're receiving our worth, right? And so as a yoga teacher, it was interesting because I felt like I really learned, oh, I don't take things so personally being a yoga teacher because I had this journey being an artist, right? And for me, being a yoga teacher, I I just had a lot more confidence because I guess I didn't really care that much or I cared enough to where I really enjoyed it, but I wasn't, if I didn't get a gig or a job or whatever, I didn't take it personal. I was like, okay, no, no problem. I'll just you know, go somewhere else and get hired at another place, you know? And if you are, um, if you were a student of mine, or if that's why you're listening to this podcast, I got hired at every single major gym in New York city. And I taught all over the place and I just kept getting gigs because I think that's why I had this detached attitude around. It didn't matter if somebody didn't like my class. I just didn't take it personally because I've had all this experience as an artist. So I was like, ah, no big deal. Well, now it's funny. I, in 2023, I really got to practice this once again. I don't ever feel that we completely heal these things. I think that we are always um, given the opportunity to circle back around issues. And so we can get to a higher understanding, right? We're always at a higher level of awareness, or at least that's, that's what's intended. That's the opportunity. That's the invitation. So 2023 was really, um, a beautiful invitation for me to practice all of these things. And what I realized was where I was 
actually being conditional was my trust. I had a conditional relationship with my trust in the universe um, because I was saying I trusted, but when nothing was going on for like a long period of time, I started to question and I started to go, wait a second, maybe I'm, I'm doing something wrong. Like all the old stuff started to show up and I was like, ah, but of course now I'm just very, very aware and I know that it's not real and I know this is my opportunity to build again and reestablish again my worth and my worthiness and my value is nothing to do with the external. And this is another thing that I want to bring up, which I find to be so helpful is like, how do we do this work, right? How do we give ourselves and fill ourselves up when, you know, the 3D is showing something that's completely the opposite? And the answer is, is twofold. First, I was giving myself the value and the self-worth and the unconditional love, really, Um, I was doing that on a daily basis by, I think I mentioned this before, but I was doing mirror talks. So I would literally get in front of a mirror and I would just start rampaging, um, going on and on and on about, you know, whatever I was going through and how this is all here for me and what I'm learning and whatever. And just basically talking to myself as my like biggest supporter, my biggest fan, right? Looking at myself and every time I would end with, I love you, I'm so proud of you, okay? That was number one. Number two is when, you know, we have these opportunities to rescue our past selves. This is another form of healing. We, we, do, we heal in the now. We heal in the present moment. So it's totally fine that our parents didn't, you know, couldn't emotionally give us the support that we wanted and couldn't say all the right things. It's totally fine because we can give that to ourselves now. We can use the tools to reparent ourselves in the now. And that's what I was doing. So at night it would show up like because I was entering so much of the unknown, because don't forget, I'm reconditioning and telling a new story about what's happening, meaning I'm not allowing the external to define anything about me and my worthiness. So that was new and new territory. So, but my body was still holding the old trauma. Our body holds the truth. It holds your trauma, your wounds, it holds your stories, all of it. So at night I would get woken up and with like a little panic and I had to first recognize what it was. And then second, I had to self-soothe myself, right? Like talk to my body myself as if I am the loving parent that I've always wanted and I'm giving it to myself and I'm talking myself through what's happening. Like it's okay because we all have this fear. It's ingrained in us of not enough, right? Of lack. Like it's just, it's a part of our conditioning. It's a part of our culture. It's just wired in kind of our DNA. So it's a survival. Like we live in this like survival mode, right? And so I was really teaching myself and conditioning myself to get out of that mode, but the body still holds the old programming. It holds the old stories. So every time I would have that moment, I had to you know, do a number of things. I would sometimes do um, a meditation right away. Sometimes I would um, cry it out. Sometimes I would do breath work. And then sometimes I was just being still with myself and talking myself through it again, like a loving parent to my inner child, because that's exactly 
what it is. So I love this idea of, you know, rescuing these old parts of ourselves. And then during the conscious waking days, I noticed that um, there would be specific kind of frozen memories that um, my ego was pulling up as like, oh no, this is not working. You can't really change. And it would pull up this like one moment when I was at my lowest point as an artist where I wanted to give up. And so what I did is I wrote a letter to that, that version of myself. And I said, at this moment, you think this is your lowest of lows. And I'm here to tell you, you get up off the bathroom floor and you show up and you do another show and another gig and you do another recording and you become a yoga teacher and you become somebody that people look up to and admire. And then you end up moving to Paris. I mean, I just like went on and on, but I wrote it all out and I wrote it. You have to, you have to write it in a way where it's so real and visceral that like your emotions have to be in it. And I was like crying because the ego is always going to pull your lowest moments to freak you out and to keep you in that frozen memory of pain. But you in the moment have an opportunity to rescue that version. So where that version was still on the bathroom floor, scared and didn't know what her life was going to be, I'm rescuing her now in this moment and telling her all the amazing things that she did once she got up off that bathroom floor, when she had that, that moment of breakdown, it was her greatest breakthrough. And so, yeah, so there's so many ways, so many ways that, and this is where it gets kind of like, you've got to be creative and imaginative. And, you know, because I've been on this journey for so long and I've read a gazillion books and taken courses and I do this work so intimately that I create these tools. I can literally go, hmm, what would feel like the best possible way to heal this part of myself? And by healing, I mean, I restore it back to balance because those types of pain memories, they stay locked and kind of frozen in our energy field. And that's why the term, it's never the person or the circumstance, it's always the pattern is so important because like I said, we're getting all these opportunities to practice and to hardwire this new programming of self-worthiness regardless of anything external changing, anything. And kind of getting back and circling back to the Grammys, I was listening to Jay-Z, his speech, you know, he got some like mogul award or something and he was talking about, you know, you just got to keep going and keep going until, until that moment when you know, you thought you're a genius, you're a champion, you're, you know, you're innovative, you're this, until that starts to reflect back in the reality. Meaning no matter what, you have to believe in yourself beyond a shadow of a doubt, or I shouldn't say that because you will have doubt along the way. The whole point is you overcome that doubt by giving yourself these tools, right? And I'm sure he had doubt at a certain point, even though it seems like he never has doubt. <laughs> um, but the point is you just keep going and you keep going. And, and by doing that over and over and over and over and over and over again, you will hardwire a belief system so strong that nothing external will shake you. 
and you develop like a new home frequency, like you're vibrating on a whole other channel, a whole other level. And you know it, you feel it. You've been around people that have that level of home frequency, you know? And it's palpable, it's exciting to be around somebody like that who just knows who they are, is confident, and they go out and they make they make what's in their mind, in their imagination, in their heart, they make it happen. That's why I love artists. I love visionaries. I, I can sit and listen to those interviews and how they became, you know, how they um, articulated, how they uh, created what they created. Like, I just, I'm so fascinated because it's the hardest path. It's not easy. It's not easy to go against what what feels more real, like outside of us feels more real than what's inside, but it's actually the opposite. We're creating, we are co-creating our reality by our thoughts, our behaviors, by how we feel, by how we react. And we just get in a loop and a conditioned program over time. And so it's, you know, and it's usually in moments of despair, like when things get taken away, like I said, when everything like gets real quiet, then we start to recognize, oh, wait a second. And we start to go on these spiritual journeys. Like you hear so many people who get divorced after, you know, like 40 years or whatever, they're in their forties and they all of a sudden wake up and they're like, why, what happened to my life? I don't like it anymore. <laughs> Who am I? You know, have these ex- you know existential crises, um, these spiritual awakenings, and and I mean, I believe you just never stop, right? Wake up every day and sort of have a moment of like, huh, does this feel right for me now? You know. So I have a, a really great story for you that I want to share about me renewing my visa, and it has a lot to do with what I'm talking about. So I had to renew my visa. As I mentioned, um, you know, I didn't have the greatest 2023 in terms of finances. I was just like, it's okay. I trust. All's going to work out, right? So you have to renew this visa within three months before you're expired or before it's expired, which is the end of February. So a few months ago, I was like, okay, I got to renew this thing, but I'm still short or what I think I'm short of this money. I'm starting to get worried. So I'm like, well, let me give myself options. So I was, I remember I was like, let me look into an immigration lawyer and see if there's another visa that I could um, possibly apply for. So I remember, you know, emailing him and he was like, I don't have availability, but I have it, um, you know, tomorrow. And I was like, oh, tomorrow. And, you know, you know, you get really anxious or the ego gets anxious because it's all based in time. No, tomorrow's too late. I need it today, you know. And, of course, the amount of money was like 250 euros or something for 30 minutes. I'm like, oh, so much money, you know. So, but I was like, okay, fine, tomorrow. He's like, okay, here's the link to pay. But I paused. I was like, I don't really want to pay. <laughs> like, I, I think I could find the answer in some other way, you know. So then um, what was interesting, I was like, okay, I have to go into this fear story, right? What if I don't get renewed? Um, And because I knew this was not really about this particular situation, it was about a deeper wound, you know, I knew that I had to feel it fully. And that's the thing, like most people will say, oh, just really prepare the worst case scenario. If you don't get renewed, do da 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 da, right? And like very logically, like very analytically in the mind only, 
you figure out what you need to do. So you're like, yeah, just in case that might happen, I'm prepared. But I'm trying to tell you that it's not about that. You have to embody, like completely embody the fear so that it has no charge anymore. You want to be neutral. That is the most powerful place of manifestation. That is where you manifest. When you are neutral about something, when you are indifferent, boom, it can show up, literally, just like that. You like how I snapped that? So you have to go into that fear store. You have to feel it fully as a potential because it's not even about the thing you think it's about. It's about healing the past bottom fear belief, okay? So... I was like, all right, let me go into this fear. So I, I closed my eyes and I started to go, what is this really about? It feels so familiar. This feels like I'm not getting to do the thing that I want, right? I'm not going to be able to stay here. Oh my God, like what is, you know, just on and on and on. It felt like a failure. It felt like I would be embarrassed. I would be, you know, da 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 So I get to like that bottom feeling and I feel the emotion in my body. I feel it. I'm, I'm, I'm like starting to tear up. And then something really beautiful started to happen where all of a sudden I heard this voice say, it's okay. If you have to leave, it's okay. You had two beautiful years in Paris, your dream. Most people never, ever in their lives live in another country or even get to live in a place that they've always dreamed of living, right? It's okay. Maybe actually you're not meant to stay longer. Maybe there's something even greater beyond here and you can't even see it yet. And this is a part of the grand journey of your life, right? And then I was like, maybe I can actually, if I don't get um, renewed, I can still stay in Europe. And maybe there's an opportunity to do like a, a work exchange where I, you know, if I have to leave this apartment and leave this, this city, like maybe I can go to the south of France and like work on a farm in exchange for a room and bar. Like all of these abundant, like ideas started to show up. You see how I had to go all the way through the fear until I got to the other side, which, which was abundance, right? Abundance of choices, abundance of ideas, abundance of new possibilities that didn't even occur to me because the fear was so big and loud. So this is what we want to do. We want to go through the emotion, get to the core so that we can get to the other side because everything is two sides to the same to the same coin, right? To wholeness. So when you're experiencing lack, right? How to get to abundance is not to avoid it or just paste a nice pretty affirmation over it or don't talk about it because it's still in your energy field. And it st- and it gets bigger and bigger the more you ignore it. Yeah, the only way out is through. And when you go through, you get to the other side. And so I cannot even tell you, like, I felt so relieved because it, and that's the thing, like, it doesn't even need to manifest in your physical reality because you've felt it fully. So it's no longer a fear anymore, right? You are now in a really neutral place where you're open to all possibilities. I let go of the attachment to it needing to be this way. Getting back to that, you know, beginning question of, you know, where do you get your value? I kind of devalued even staying here, you know, and what does it mean if I, if I can't stay here? So it was just so powerful. 
And then what showed up for me was, oh, this is interesting. I went to the pharmacy because I was looking for this medication and I couldn't remember what it was called, but I remembered like the vision, like the box of it, you know? And this was like the third time I'm going to this pharmacy. I can't find it. And then all of a sudden, I kind of let it go like, oh, it's fine. I guess it's not meant for me. And then guess what happens? My eyes (laughs) are taken to right where that medication is. It was like right in front of me and I couldn't even see it. So I bought the medication, came home and I was like, huh, maybe it's, maybe the answer is right in front of me. Maybe it's not even that difficult or hard. So I had this idea, I'm just going to go online and start to redo the renewal online. So I started to go through the application and on the very first page, it says you must make this amount of money in order to qualify for French minimum wage and you have to prove it or whatever it was. And I was like, oh my God, the amount of money was actually less than what I thought. I was like, oh my God, I think I might even have this amount of money. <laughs> like, it was so incredible. So I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe it. This might even work. Da, da, da. So I'm like filling out the application. And then it asks for uh, a picture, a digital picture, right? Because you get an actual residence card with your picture. So I'm like, I don't want to stop. I don't want to like leave this moment. So I'm like, I'm going to pause the application. I'm going to run over and get my picture taken. So I go to the Monoprix right over by my place, which is like the target of Paris. And I'm in the photo booth and you've got to pick, you know, do you want the passport photos, the visa photos, the carpet photos, whatever. I don't know. I pressed something and I went to go pay for it and it wouldn't work. And I was like, why isn't this working? I don't understand. I'm on a roll here. Come on, come on, come on, come on. And it was like, you know, or you can pay in cash, but it has to be the exact cash. It has to be eight euros exactly, which I didn't have. And I was like, oh my God, you know? So I run over to the cashier. I was like, can you please give me cash? And da, 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 da. And then they gave me the cash, you know, begrudgingly, of course. And I run over back and I put the money in and I get the pictures. And then I realize it's the wrong pictures. I got passport pictures. I needed the visa pictures. I know it's ridiculous. So I was like, oh, and then I was like, wait a second. That was why it didn't work. The universe was helping me by making me question and say, wait a second. You know, I mean, this is how I'm interpreting it. Right. So then I take the visa pictures and of course, you know, I, I they're so annoying because like, you're not allowed to smile and all I, I'm literally like smiling from ear to ear. Cause I'm so excited that I make the amount of money. So anyways, I take the picture, I don't smile, and guess what happens? I use my card and it works first time. First time it works. So then I run home, put the number in, finish the application. I'm done. I'm so excited. I'm like, wow, like I think this, I think this is it, you know? And I'm like so happy. La la la. A few weeks later, I get a notification that they want to see my birth certificate. I'm like, my birth certificate? They've never asked for this before. I thought it was a weird request, but I'm like, okay, no big deal. Let me go online and see how I can get one. Go online, vital records, find out it's like, you know, $78 to get delivered here. It takes 28 days. And I look on my on the website and it's like, you must respond with your birth certificate within 30 days. So I'm like, ah, it's like, you know, I'm thinking about time and whatever doesn't get here in time. And, and then I went to go pay for it and the whole website crashes. And I was like, Wait a second. And because I had that experience before, trust all delays, I paused and I said, maybe there's an easier way. Maybe there's an easier way. And I just kind of felt those feelings. There's an easier way. And then all of a sudden this thought came in, which was like, I think your sister has your birth certificate. And I was like, what? She has my birth certificate? But then I was like, you know, the time difference. And if I 
text her and she doesn't have it, that's like wasting another day. But I'm like, wait, let me just text her and say, hey, do you happen to have my birth certificate? If so, can you scan it and send it back to me? I need it for my visa renewal. And then I just like let it go. And then I sat there and because I was like nervous about the time, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to try again and pay for it because I'd rather just have something than, you know, I don't know. That's what I thought. I didn't trust it completely, but I did have that idea. So anyways, I paid for it, let it go. And the next day, guess what? My sister texts me with the scanned copy of my birth certificate. I was like, oh my gosh. So I thought it was so funny because again, trust all delays, right? So I submit it, I let it go. And this is what's interesting is like now it's in my energy field that I, I think I'm pretty sure I'm going to get renewed, right? I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure. And what shows up in my environment is other people freaking out or I'm hearing stories of people freaking out that they don't have enough for their visa renewals. And they've been asked you know, many times, oh, they have to submit this form and that form. And so I was getting a little bit like, oh my gosh, should I be nervous about this? And then I was like, no, no, we're going to be confident and cool. We did the work. We know it. It's good. I trust myself. I trust myself. I trust myself. And then lo and behold, I get a notification. I got renewed. (laughs) Ta-da! So it's just a great, great story around, you know, trusting myself. I could have never gotten there had I not really felt those feelings through and, and just trust all delays, right? We are always, always, always being carried, being shown, and we just have to be in that same vibration to receive it, you know, because, you know, if you think about the birth certificate, like I stopped and said, wait a second, there is another possibility. And because I said that another possibility opened up. So we have to remember, like, we hold the keys to these new possibilities. We just have to shift our perception around it, which is really profound and nuanced. And I think the longer you go and you dive into this, you know, self-awareness or really reaching your fullest potential in this life, that's true wisdom, right? That's, and you know it when somebody is able to give you a nuanced response versus just a plain old blanket, like, yeah, just do your affirmations and love yourself. And yeah, you're going to be like, that's just kind of bullshit. It's all very surface level. And I think you can tell by the work and the way that I describe what I do. That's not, that's not it. You know, thank you so much for listening to this episode, to this podcast. I really appreciate it. If you can, please write a review on iTunes or give it five stars um, on Spotify and share it with your friends. I always love to hear your feedback. So please feel free to send me a message, either direct message me on Instagram or send me an email. And lastly, if you'd like to work with me, I offer soul readings, a one hour soul session and belief clearing. And if you want to step into your greatest potential and create your own fearless journey, I have a coaching package for you. That's 12 weeks. That's three months. We work together and we create a very unique and creative and fun, fearless journey for you to step into your greatest potential. All those details are in the show notes. Lastly, I'm going to leave you with one of my original songs since this I'm talking about being an artist and it's called Make Me New. Have a beautiful, beautiful day, everyone. Au revoir.
Show. 